This is Evolve in 5. I'm Kevin Black. In this episode, we explore how the current pandemic is impacting the Evolve program and the scheduled go-live dates for Cerner Millennium. In a break from our regular format, in this episode, we talk at length with Transform Vice President and Chief Transformation Officer Lynn Beluyet. What's going on right now with go-live planning? So we've had to shift our go-live date, um, as you know, for our first three sites, which had originally been planned for June 1st, 2020. But given the global health emergency that has arisen and its impact on our ability to procure our devices in a timely fashion, we've had to shift that go-live date to now September 27th, 2020. And that impacts our first three sites, which are Chatham-Kent Health Alliance, Erie Shores Healthcare, and Hotel Dew. Windsor Regional's go live remains uh, November 1st, 2020. That being said, over the past two weeks, we have rapidly been reassessing our work plan and looking at where adjustments need to be made, knowing that we can now shift certain things given that there's an additional 118 days on the calendar as a result of the shift from June 1st to um, September 27th. But that being said, we're still very mindful of not increasing scope to the project or putting at jeopardy the September 27th go live. This was already pushed once because of COVID-19. Is there a chance it could get pushed again? Absolutely. We don't know what we don't know at this point, right? Um, We're hoping that it doesn't. All the executives and I are in weekly communication about this. We are constantly doing various scenario planning and what's best case scenario, what's worst case scenario, what are our options kind of in between. All I can say is our goal, and we are committed to both as Transform and Evolve, but also at the hospitals is Cerner is going to get implemented. When? Our goal is September 27th, 2020 and November 1st, 2020. If those dates get pushed, they get pushed but Cerner will still get implemented. And I think people just have to focus on that. It may not have been the implementation we originally planned, but nobody planned for a global pandemic either. As far as the plans go for inside the hospitals, how's, how's that portion of things right now? Um, I've in relatively good shape. We have been working with each of the hospitals and sharing with them the proposed new due dates and when certain items will now be occurring, things like code freeze, things like training, And so those are being communicated to the hospitals as soon as we have that information. Because, of course, the hospitals had already been planning for a June 1st go live and had made um, their staffing plans around that. They now have to shift those to September uh, 27th. Now, the hospitals are also in pandemic planning mode. The Looking at the timeline, it it looks like a bit longer calm for a much bigger storm on the horizon. It looks very condensed. It's So we have kind of a longer lead up. Um, and then when we hit September 27th, we'll have a lot of activity during that first month of go live at the three sites. Um, I think what you're alluding to, Kevin, is the fact that there's only five weeks now between go lives, uh, between the first three sites and then Windsor Regional. And what gives me reassurance, yes, it's a much shorter time frame. But in talking with folks like Grand River, who also had a much shorter time frame between go-lives, they actually said that decreases the risk for us. 
um, in a lot of ways. So one, there's less likelihood that people are going to want to do major changes to the system between one go live to the next, um, and that we can truly just focus on um, break fixes to the system or anything that absolutely has to be fixed that we find in the first go lives for the second go live at Windsor Regional. To any of the folks that participate in go live uh, activities from Windsor Regional at the first three sites, all that learning and all that information will be really fresh. And so when they go do their go live, they'll be able to take those learnings quite quickly and adopt them. What are some of those items that is happening in go live planning that a lot of people wouldn't even really think would be an issue that end up being something major to tackle? So it's funny, everybody thinks that we can just turn on an electronic medical record and then you're good to go. But it's the little things and what I tell people, it's all in the detail. Talking to the hospitals about how to reconfigure the nursing stations or nursing desks because now with more workstations on wheels, people still feel the need to gather, to talk, to share information. So where are they going to bring those workstations to the nursing station? How is the traffic going to flow through that? Um, and that's a great activity for the local staff, the staff of that department, to actually think about where are you going to park your workstations on wheels um, in the hallways and make sure you designate those parking places. So those are some of the activities that you know people don't think about are the little details, but at the end of the day make a huge difference as to what is day one look and feel like. Um, the other thing that we're going to be working through with all the hospitals are doing, now that we've gotten a little bit of extra time, is doing mock dry runs or mock runs. So taking a perioperative area or surgical area and let's, let's bring all the nurses for that team together and all the staff for that team and really walk, okay, let's pretend this patient X is coming from the ED. Let's do what we would do normally so that they can really feel like it, it should feel. It can even come down as simple things as how do you park everybody? Yes. <laughs> during go live. And parking and buses and all that fun stuff. So we are working through all those details. Um, as you can imagine, the additional staff for go live, um, all our hospitals are challenged with parking today. Um, we want to make minimal impacts to the staff that have to provide care, but as well, of course, to our patients and families. So we're working with both the cities as well um, uh, private businesses to identify alternative parking locations and then park staff um, and then arrange buses. It's as simple as trying to figure out cafeteria needs. So we, we will be providing support 24 hours a day for a minimum of the first four weeks. Where are you going to feed all these people? And it's going to be a huge impact both on housekeeping as well as cafeteria services because you just have this many more people in the hospital. A lot of this is stems around what happens with COVID-19. Yes. Is there anything that we can do to try and prepare or, or is there anything that's happening with that in mind? I think the best thing that we can do is A, not panic. B, continue to do the work that we need to do as it relates to the project, knowing that we have to be flexible, right? There will be members of our team that have to go do other things because they have to deal with operations of the hospital and the eve of this pandemic, potentially. Um, but on the back end of it, just as a, a good citizen of Windsor and Essex County, follow all the instructions that we're getting from Health Canada. Simple common sense, um, I think, will get us through this crisis. 
That's Lynn Beluyat, Vice President and Chief Transformation Officer with Transform. With Evolve in 5, I'm Kevin Black.